Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. Welcome to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Today, we're discussing how much money the New York football giants have this offseason. Now, the more I've been thinking about it, you know, we spoke with Bob Papa, and he had some really good points. He said to us, it's not our money, and if they want to sign a player, they'll make it happen. But the more I think about it, the less I think the giants are going to be spending big this offseason. And the reason is they're still laying the foundation of what is the new management's kind of draft picks and their selections, you know, a lot of holdover players that they rolled with last season from the Dave Gettleman era. And I think Joe Shane is still trying to build the foundation and, and lay the, the bricks with his draft selections. You know, last year we had a lot of injuries on that on that rookie class. Um, you know, Evan Neal had the MCL injury. Obviously, Wandale tore his ACL. Marcus McKethan tore his ACL. Darian Beavers tore his ACL. Dane Belton had a clavicle break. A lot of these rookies just were not able to make a significant impact because of injury. We did see a lot from Kayvon Thibodeau. You know, even Cordell Flott missed a lot of time due to injury. So uh, right now we're kind of sitting here like, what do we expect from this rookie class last year in 2022? A lot of them coming back from serious stuff. And uh, hopefully they can rise to the occasion. Hopefully they can end up being nice building blocks for this team. But ultimately, you just can't tell who's going to get injured or not. It's just the, the, the way it is. Of course, all of them got injured on the MetLife turf. So good reason and a good thing that they are going to be replacing it with something different. So looking ahead, though, laying the foundation with this upcoming draft class, you know, we have 11, 11 picks. Um, is essential. I think that's the direction the Giants will ultimately go, but that does not mean they don't have money to spend. We're going to tell you how much money they have right now, and ultimately, the Giants have two different numbers, right? They have two different amounts of money, one before they extend Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, and one after. So it's going to kind of rely a lot on how much money they make, how they structure these contracts, if they're going to push some money into the future. They have a lot of salary space in 2024, but they also have a lot of players that are going to be needing big contracts like Dexter Lawrence, Xavier McKinney, um, and Andrew Thomas, and we're going to discuss how all of these guys kind of fit into the equation and how much money they really have to spend moving forward, Anthony. But before we dive into the good stuff, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm getting really excited for the upcoming free agency and draft periods because this season, this offseason is really crucial for the New York Giants, right? Because you mentioned it. They're still laying that foundation and trying to build towards something greater. Last offseason, we expected it to be a rebuild. We were not expecting playoffs this upcoming regular season, and then we got it. Giants made it to the postseason, even won a postseason game. But how do they build on that? How do they create sustained success over the course of the next several years with Brian Dable as their head coach? Well, this offseason will be really critical in terms of building towards that goal, having sustained success. And Daniel Jones being the future of the team, signing him to that extension and making him the franchise quarterback, that's step one. And the Giants have a lot of money to spend this offseason. When you look at it and you you stack them up against other teams in the league, they have one of the most one of the largest salary cap spaces entering this offseason at any team in the NFL. But that's kind of a misleading statistic, isn't it, Alex? Because when you look at it, yeah, the Giants have a lot of money to spend, but compare that to the Bears who have a quarterback on a rookie contract. Like the Giants right now, they do have a quarterback on a rookie contract, but it's expiring and they have to pay him real quarterback money. So pretty much all that money is getting sucked up right into Daniel Jones's contract. Now, of course, we'll see how they structure that deal. Maybe they backload it. Maybe they extend him for a long period of time, lower his cap hit for the first few years so that they can save some money now and spend it later. But 
regardless of the fact the Giants have a lot of big-time contracts to hand out to in-house talent for the next several years. Xavier McKinney will be doing a couple years. Dexter Lawrence probably gets done this offseason, but maybe next offseason. Andrew Thomas as well is coming up, and we know Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones this offseason. So there's a lot of money that the Giants need to hand out to their own players. So how much money do they really have left over for players that aren't on this team right now? Well, that's the question, and I think that when you look at it, it's not going to be a big number like you said, Alex. I don't expect the Giants to go into free agency and spend truckloads of money. I expect them to go out there, be really strategic with the money that they do spend, and try and find quality players to improve this roster from top to bottom. And actually, I think that their their main priority in free agency will be to find depth pieces, cheap contracts that they could spend without breaking the bank, because that money, like we said, needs to go towards those big-time in-house contracts. So we'll see what happens, but there's really not that much money for the Giants to spend this offseason. There isn't, and especially if you already consider the fact that, you know, if you look at Kenny Galladay, he's gone. Like, there's a 99% chance he's gone, so that's $6.7 million added on to the $47.5 million the Giants currently have right now. Um, So you're looking at about $55 million to spend. You incorporate the $35 million contract that Daniel Jones is likely going to get, and that already reduces you down to about $20 million. Now, I do think that they'll push some of that money. The, The first year cap hit probably won't be very high. Maybe it's that 15, 20 million dollars, and then it gets a lot higher as it goes on. Um, but when you're looking at that, even if it's 20 million dollars, you're still looking, you have about 30 million dollars to spend um, in free agency, 35 million dollars to spend. And, and ultimately, you know, it's not enough because you have Saquon Barkley, who's going to take up about, you know, if they if they franchise tag him, it's 10.1 million dollars, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're probably going to give him an extension. Um, let's say 13.5 million dollars seems like a realistic thing, even though that's not what I prefer. It seems like that's probably where they prob- where they end up landing. Um, so 13.5, you know, off the $30 million we have, you know, you're really looking at $17 million. You know, you can you can open up some money elsewhere. Leonard Williams has a big contract. You could save $12 million if you cut him pre-June 1st and $18 million if you cut him post-June 1st. So there is money to be had. It's just a matter of, are you willing to give up the player and, and thin your roster out in a key position um, even more? So, you know, right now, you look at 2024 as kind of the saving grace. I, I kind of get the sense the Giants are still working to get some of these big bloated contracts off the roster, notably Williams and Kenny Galladay. I, that's kind of part of the reason I don't think they're going to spend big right now is because they want to get those contracts completely off before they go out and get some guys that really have like long-term implications here um, and theirs because they don't want to be spending, you know, $18 million in dead cap or whatever, $10 million on Leonard Williams' dead cap. Um, sorry, there's actually $20 million, million of dead money toward Leonard Williams. And then on top of it, start paying another free agent they just brought in uh, to help this team. This team isn't like three or four big name free agents away from competing. We And like somebody was like, oh, like we're ready to compete now. Like we're ready to really like make a push for it. We've had a lot of coaches in the last couple of years and the first year of their tenure always is the best, Right. Pat Shermer, first year, was his best. Ben McAdoo, first year, his best. Uh, Joe Judge, first year, very promising, his best. And then it, everything goes downhill in, t- in year two. We need to see them continue laying the foundation. I know we're all excited. I know we're in, we're, we made a playoffs. We won a playoff game. There's reason to believe we can compete now because of how good our coaching is. But let's not rush everything, you know? Let's let's set ourselves up for a dynasty. Let's set ourselves up for a decade of, of talented caliber like just just quality football instead of trying to rush things and overspending on free agents because we want to win now we want to get to Super Bowl we're all really we've been like sucking for so long that we just want to like just blow it all up and, and, and go for it all right now that's not the right way to go about this 
Um, we need to be patient. We need to lay the, the building blocks, lay the bricks one by one, make the right signings that aren't going to cast strap us down the road. We have massive contracts coming up. Dexter Lawrence is a guy that the Giants need to keep. I've seen some people mention the idea of maybe trading him um, or letting him go. That would be a massive mistake. He is a, a, a pinnacle on this team. He's a catalyst. Um, he's a bookend. He's a linchpin. Whatever variable or synonym you want to use to des- describe how important he is to this defense— you can't you can't replace him. There's no replacing Leonard uh, uh, Dexter Lawrence guys, but you know Leonard Williams. You might be able to replace him because the contract is really high, and Dexter Lawrence has become the focal point there. And you have some really good young pass rushers who are ready to step up and make a make a name for themselves. But you know the secondary needs support. Realistically, we need um, a, a CB two. We need a starting CB two. We need a, two starting linebackers. Uh, we need a, a couple of starting wide receivers. We need a starting offensive guard. We need a starting center. And we need backups at all of those positions plus some. This team is not ready. This is this is not even a, a team closely resembling to the roster of even the Eagles um, or some of the other better teams in football. We need two years to really get this done. You know, this is not going to be an offseason where we're going all, going all in right now because the Giants won a playoff game. This is going to say, okay, if we can make this roster gradually better – we might be able to push even deeper into the postseason. We'll be able to win a more of those more competitive games against better clubs. And might be able to be more competitive against a team like the Eagles, who kicked our ass every single time we saw them. So when you're looking at the Giants right now, don't rush things. Use your money intelligently. And don't go on a $150 million spending spree like Jerry Reese and Dave Gettleman did because you're trying to supplement for bad drafting. The Giants, the most important thing for the Giants this year is drafting well. Um, Anthony, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Taking things more cautious, taking things more patient and not trying to jump the gun because we had one good season. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the right approach. If the Giants go into this offseason and and they end up spending all of their money and going over the cap, it's not going to be lucrative for them. They're not going to find sustained success, which is what I keep saying. They need to find a way to create sustained success over the course of the next several seasons. But spending all of your money in one offseason and tying up all of your money for the future years and the future contracts, that's not the way to do it. And we've seen that come back to bite the Giants numerous times. How about Nate Solder is a perfect example. The Giants signed him to a real big-time long-term contract in free agency, a record-breaking contract, and never paid off. And the Giants were stuck paying uh, Nate Solder for years and years. And then because of COVID, they had to pay him for an extra year, and they just couldn't get that money off the books. It took them so long. That's the opposite of what we want to see this regime do. We want to see this regime be frugal in their spending habits. And we want to see them spend money on quality players, but not tie their money up long-term. I think Dave Gettleman started to get onto it eventually at the end of his tenure. He started to uh, sign players to three-year deals rather than five-year deals in free agency, and I think that's much smarter because you have an out after two years, and you usually have way less money uh, tied up long-term. So I think that's really kind of the approach that the Giants need to take if they do go ahead and sign any splash players in free agency. Probably look at the three-year deals, and I think, again, Dave Gettleman made a lot of mistakes during his tenure, but he started to figure that out towards the end rather than going with the five-year deals like for Nate Solder and other players. But When you look at where the Giants are right now, they are a very young team with a lot of draft capital for the next several seasons. That is how they need to build. They need to continue to be young and continue to build through the draft. Spending money in free agency does not get you anywhere. Those best teams in the NFL, go look at the Chiefs, name their top five best players. All of them were drafted. Go look at the Philadelphia Eagles, name their top five best players. All of them were drafted. Look at the Bills, the Bengals. Everyone, all of those best teams in the NFL have drafted their best players, including the New York Giants. Name the top five best players on the Giants right now. They were all draft pieces. So 
that's how you build a team. The Giants going out there into free agency and finding, oh, this is our new star receiver. This is our new star pass rusher and our new star safety. That's not how you do it. All of those stars that you gain through the draft are 10 times more valuable because you pay them less money and you're able to find even more stars because you're paying them less money and you're able to complement them with free agency pieces that don't break the bank. So when you look at what the Giants are building right now, they are doing it the right way. I trust in Joe Shane to continue to build this way. He comes over from Buffalo. Buffalo built this way. They built smart. They built uh, with cheap contracts and free agency and a lot of draft capital. Just make sure that you hit on those draft picks, though. The more draft picks you have, the more of our opportunities you have to get them right. And that's really the mindset that I think Joe Shane is going to take here. Don't be surprised to see the Giants trade some back end of the roster players for some really late round picks in this year's draft. They're going to do things like that because they're just they're just looking for more darts to throw at the board, just looking for more opportunities to hit on someone. And that's what's going to happen. The more picks that you have, the more chances that you take, eventually you start getting them right. And Joe Shane is pretty good at drafting, in my opinion. I think that his track record in Buffalo speaks for itself. And now after one year with the Giants, a lot of injuries for this year's draft class, but those guys who were on the field made an impact. And I think that Joe Shane has proven to be a really good general manager already who knows how to build a team through the draft. So that's the way that this Giants team needs to go. Just because they had a successful first year with Brian Dable and Joe Shane doesn't mean that they need to cash in, throw all of their free agency money at some players that have never played for this team before. No, they need to continue to build the same way that they built last year and do that year in and year out. Be steadfast in the way that they build this roster through the draft. And that is how they will find long-term success, building with a young team, growing them in the system for years and years to come and making a real contender over the next several years. Exactly. And you're looking at how much money they have in 2024, $180 million, guys. And that money will come down because of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and Dexter Lawrence got to get a new deal after this upcoming season. And Andrew Thomas. So Andrew Thomas is going into his fourth year. They have his fifth year option. His fifth year option right now, if he doesn't make a Pro Bowl next year, $21 million fifth year option. That is a ridiculous amount of money and one that's going to be fully guaranteed for one season. And then, of course, if they extend him, another big deal will be on the way. So the Giants need to invest in their own. They need to keep that money for their own, invest in their culture because they know what these guys bring. And Joe Shane is a big, uh, a big kind of proponent of keeping your own guys, retaining guys that you know, right? You know what their work ethic is. You know what they add to the team. Instead of bringing out outside free agents and what Bob Papa said, essentially mercenaries who may not fit your culture well. They may not know exactly what to bring. The, the coaching staff may not realize, oh, this guy is a little bit of trouble or he's not listening to coaching or he's not taking to it. Maybe he thinks he's better than other guy, whatever it might be. Maybe he's not a good teammate. Anything could happen after you get paid. You know, we've seen players just go crazy because of the money before. Um, this team, in, uh, in my opinion, is going to be making very strategical moves. And, and here's the thing. The Giants aren't going to go and get the best player on the market because they are the best player. They're going to go and get the best player for them. You know, that includes multiple different variables, whether it be intangible traits, tangible traits, um, you know, like I said, leadership qualities, um, just, you know, doing how, how well they take to coaching, if they've improved because of certain variables, whatever. You know, there's so many things that can that impact a player's development and growth and success at any given team, but they do a lot of due diligence on finding the right people, not just the right players. You know what I mean? So investing in the guys you know, investing in the guys that have contributed toward that is the ultimate goal. And we know that because they've already admitted they want to keep Daniel Jones. And, you know, we know his work ethic is next to none. So ultimately, this team, yes, they have a ton of money in the future. But because they have a lot of money to spend this offseason on players of their own, the guys that they have to extend because they are they're believers in them or they, they took big steps forward last year or they, made, or they showed, you know, consistent health qualities, 
Um, there's a lot of different things that play into the equation here. But ultimately, yes, the Giants have money in the future, but don't spend it now because you feel like you can compete now. Spend it later because you want to be two or three pieces away from being a world uh, or championship caliber team, a Super Bowl caliber team. You know, you don't build a Super Bowl team in free agency. You build it through the draft. And, the, and ultimately, Joe Shane and Brian Dable need years to see what their draft picks actually can contribute. They need more sample size. They need time. Um, yes, rookies can be very impactful toward making a Super Bowl run, but ultimately you need to lay those bricks and they just started, you know, no reason to rush it now. Let's, let's take it easy. Dave Gettleman, the problem with Dave Gettleman and, and the past coaches, and they never seem to be in sync, right? They would draft guys and then they would go on a hundred million dollar spending spree to try and pick things up and compete immediately because Dave Gettleman always said, you can win while you rebuild, you can win while you rebuild. And I, while I think it's possible, I think going all out to win while rebuilding is a terrible decision. I think competing and getting gradually better while making smart, financially justifiable decisions is exactly what this Giants team needs to do. It's what good teams do. And look at the Eagles. They have the rookie contract and the quarterback position. They didn't invest a lot at running back. They... They traded for A.J. Brown, and they invested all of that additional money, that extra money, uh, extra financial support that they had in veterans that provided an unbelievable amount of depth. You know, look at all the depth they have on the defensive line. Uh, they have an Indomitian Sioux, like, just sitting there waiting. You know, they have so much talent um, to go around, and if someone gets injured, someone just steps up and replaces them without basically missing a beat. That type of... Um, roster construction is what I hope the Giants can achieve. And the Giants always were like playing this game. If their starters got hurt, their backups were awful. You know, like they were just praying to God the starters didn't get injured. You know what I mean? Like behind James Bradbury, there was nobody else. You know what I mean? Like behind anybody in the, on the team, if, if they were to get hurt, if Dexter Lawrence gets hurt, there's nobody else. You know, if Kayvon gets hurt, there's nobody else. If there's Andrew Thomas or whatever, we don't have any good swing tackles. Like, and, and Matt Pert's a third-round pick. There's just such a lack of depth across the board here. They need this draft to pan out. It's the most important variable, in my opinion. The money is an afterthought right now because we're so much more focused on how well we can draft. But the money will be important when we do succeed in that. And we feel as though we're one or two or three pieces away and we can really plug those positions of weakness. And we have the depth figured out. We just need a couple of additional starters to get it over. Like, you don't plug, in my opinion at least, I don't think the right move is to plug depth pieces in free agency. I think depth pieces, you need your draft picks, your UDFAs, those guys that like, you know, climbing through the system. Those need to be the guys that elevate to be your depth pieces. You want to feel like, the key last two remaining, like you need a CB one or you need a, like a, a tight end or you need like an offensive tackle, a proven guy, a proven commodity to step in and be elite right away. I don't think filling like your whole team with draft picks and free agent or filling your depth pieces with free agent uh, selections is ultimately the right way to go. That's what the draft is for. And hopefully you get some really nice starters along the way. And the Giants have gotten some um, in recent years and the coaching staff is making the most out of it. But Anthony, I'll, I'll wrap it up here. I'll ask you this last question. Um, how important do you think this upcoming draft is to really the future success of this team and, and how the money will help them elevate those draft picks in the future? Yeah, I think every draft is more important than the last draft. You know, the New York Giants just need to continue to hitting on those draft picks and building upon what they find in each year's draft. So last year, I think they found a really solid tight end. They, of course, got their right tackle of the future. They got a great pass rusher. But now you need to start building and complementing those pieces that you found. Because, yes, this first draft class from this regime found some really talented young players. But now they need to do it all over again. And that's just how it goes every single year. And this year, the Giants are probably even more confident that they'll find the solid draft class because they've had a full year 
of scouting together. It's not like they plucked some scouts from other teams and put it together with a new coaching staff like they did last offseason. This year, they've been together for the full calendar year, working and collaborating towards this upcoming 2023 NFL draft. So that's something that Joe Shane mentioned. They were down at the Senior Bowl. He said that we feel a lot more prepared this year. We've had more time together. So they're ready to go out there and find these pieces. There are needs on this team. There is a need on a lot of different starting positions, but they also need depth at pretty much all of those starting positions. So this draft is going to be crucial because you don't want to just go out there and sign a bunch of guys in free agency and tie up your money long term. No, think about how cheap a seventh-round draft pick is. But if you can get a seventh-round draft pick to be a solid body who contributes in practice and is your fourth-string or sixth-string backup cornerback, that's what you want, and that's what you need out of that draft pick. And that's how you build a team and find solid depth. And then you can develop that guy through special teams, and hopefully one day he can make his way into the starting lineup if you get, if you ever need him to. But the likelihood is, when you're building that way, you're going to hit on a few picks, and you're not going to need a seventh-round pick to elevate into the starting lineup. So... Another thing you mentioned, complementing those pieces with free agency, that is the right way to do it. When you look at these big-time teams like the Bengals, like the Chargers, or the uh, the Chiefs and other teams, they'll go out there, they'll they'll sign some players, some high-quality players, but it's not like they're breaking the bank to get an absolute game-changer that they build their offense around. They're getting a guy who can fit seamlessly in their offense and complement the other pieces around him, and I think that's what the Giants need to start focusing on with their free agency spending uh, and the money that they spend there. So again, building through the draft, making this team team young and keeping a lot of in-house talent and building towards a brighter future is the move. And I think that's 1000% the direction that Joe Shane is taking this team. And I'm excited for this year's draft because I do think it's really critical for the Giants to continue to build on this year's success. Absolutely. I mean, it's essential. So, you know, guys, I'd love to hear perspectives below in the YouTube comment section regarding the money, how much you think they should spend, if they should play more conservative, how important you think this upcoming draft is, and kind of everything we discussed, because I think um, we've learned a lot over the last couple years about what not to do. And jumping the gun and overspending now would be a massive mistake. It would be a huge mistake. Can we compete now? Yes. But we need to continue building long-term success. I don't want to be a one-year wonder. I don't want to invest a shit ton of money, $150 million, $100 million, just to be good for one year and then everything falls apart. You know, I'd rather build a foundation, invest more in your own guys, invest more in your draft picks, and, and, and that's ultimately it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the long-term way to succeed in this, in this league. You need your drafts to be very, very good. And then you plug the remaining holes of free agents, not the other way around, which is what we've seen the last decade or so. And it's failed every single time. So we need to know that is not the right way. I know we all want to be successful soon and want we want to get rich quick type of scenario. But ultimately, I'd rather be rich long than be rich quick. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of how I view this. And I think the Giants um, also see it in a similar way. But always happy to hear perspectives and opinions below in the YouTube comment section. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. So we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode. Thank you.